재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Ah, it's breakfast time. Did you bring home the bacon? That's not what it means. But I want to chew the fat. Not even close. That's not what it means. I'm hungry after my graveyard shift. Pardon my English. It's Monday morning. We're both hungry. It's time for Pardon My English, taking you through some interesting English expressions. Why can't we have some bacon in the studio, please? I'd love some bacon some in the studio. Scrambled eggs, just but- for me. You don't like eggs. I know, I know, but I'll have, I'll have double bacon. Double bacon. Double bacon and toast. Some sausage links. Yeah, that'd be great. Woo-hoo. Hey, hey, this is not cooking style. No. This is pardon my English. Right. And we're looking today at some interesting expressions, some of them food related, but all of them that uh, have some rather unusual origins that aren't necessarily what we might think. Okay. People believe that they come from one place when in fact mm. they come from somewhere else. It's like the telephone game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yes, yes, okay. That's where you whisper something to one person and right. it changes it goes, yeah, it goes down the line. Yeah, it goes time to time and then, of course, it completely changes at the end. So the first step, we're going to be talking about bringing home the bacon. So what does this mean? Uh, basically, it's your, your supplying material, provision, support, uh, earning a living, I guess. Yeah, it's like being the breadwinner. There we go. Exactly. Uh, so for an example, we could say, mm, I've got to get to work. If I'm going to be bringing home the bacon, can't be late, okay? Yeah, or if Joe's going to stay home with the kids, someone else will have to bring home the bacon. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, some people believe it goes back to the 1500s when uh, pork was difficult to find, it was rare, and you would only serve it for a special occasion. So, in certain Western cultures, in Europe, when a visitor came over, the host would hang up their bacon to show it off. Oh, I see. So it would say, look at me, I've got bacon. I've got bacon hanging in my house. I am rich enough to bring home the bacon. All right, there are other uh, origins as well. Some writers trace the expression, the bring home the bacon, to catching like a greased pig at a fair and bringing it home as a prize. Best game uh, ever. <laughs> right? Catch pig. Uh, others claim the origin as uh, English custom dating back to like the 12th century of awarding a, uh, quote, flitch of bacon, which is like a side of pork, to married couples who can swear to not having regretted their marriage for a year and a day. Yeah, but they're all wrong. In fact, the first... Do they all regret their <laughs> No, no, no. I mean the origins of the phrases. <laughs> okay. Because, in fact, uh, this phrase didn't appear in print, uh, in print rather, until 1906. So it wasn't the 12th century. It wasn't the 1500s. It was mm. actually only 110 years ago when a New York newspaper quoted a telegram from the mother of a prizefighter telling him, You bring home the bacon! So soon, many sports writers covering boxing picked up that expression and it became, uh, it became used in popular parlance. Yeah, I like it. Bring home the bacon. It's, it's less uh, give me my money. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. It's a nicer, it's a nicer, <laughs> nicer way, way to talk about cash. Sure thing. Uh, next up, we've got to the fat. Yes, this is to chat, to gossip, uh, to talk in a leisurely way, especially Ooh. at length. Uh, okay. I actually, I was using this yesterday. I was having a conversation with friends, Did you re- and we I talked about chewing the fat. Use this? Have you not? No. I think it's a generational thing because okay. what we were talking about. I said they asked me, so would kids 
kids these days use this expression? I said, nah. Nah. Nah, nah. It's got to be people over the age of about 35. They'd be like, give me some dirt. What's the dirt on this girl? I'd rather chew fat than, than eat dirt. Okay. So, for example, you can say, sit yourself down and let's chew the fat for a while. Okay. Chew or, the fat. Yeah, you chew the fat. Mm-hmm. Or we spent the evening watching the TV and chewing the fat. Mm. And... When we look at the tall tale behind this, some people used to think that uh, like hanging your bacon in your house when your guests came over, hosts would uh, show off their wealth by giving their guests a little piece of bacon fat to chew on because supposedly it was a rare delicacy. So if you could give someone uh, some fat to chew on, you would be a good host. And so by chewing the fat, you would be talking with each other. However... It's not true. No, no. Go to Oxford English Dictionary, okay? Look up chew the fat. It's going to be associated with chew the rag. So both of those expressions come from the late 19th century again. uh, And it means to discuss a matter... Uh, kind of in a grumbling way, you're complaining, reiterating an old grievance, things like that. You're arguing, you're chit-chatting, you're talking, mm, to spin a yarn also. Yeah, so tell a story. In other words, chewing the fat is kind of an idle exercise of the gums that produce little nourishment. It's interesting because when talking with my friends, we were looking it up online. Were you, you know, as you do, because you have your smartphone with uh-huh. you and you've, you've got access to the internet. Uh-huh. And the other, the other explanation that came up was that sailors supposedly used to chew salted fat when they were at sea. Okay. Because you would need to get the nutrients, you need uh-huh. to get the energy from somewhere, and when you salt the pork, it will it will be cured and it will last for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. So they used to chew fat. So oh, there's all wow. these different uh, tall tales surrounding these stories. And I think we have a very tall tale with a few expressions included. No, yeah, that's right. Uh, England is uh, old and small, and they started running out of places to bury people, you know. Uh, so they would dig up coffins and would take the bones to a bone house and reuse the grave. So when they reopened these coffins, one out of maybe 25 coffins were found to have scratch marks on the inside. And they realized they had been burying people alive. So they thought they would tie a string on the wrist of these corpses, uh, lead it through the cof- lead it through the coffin and uh, up through the ground and tie it to a bell. Someone would have to sit out in the graveyard all night and it's called the graveyard shift to listen for the bell. Thus, someone could be saved by the bell or was considered a dead ringer. Yes, so the expressions graveyard shift saved by the bell and dead ringer. Very much a tall tale. Uh-huh. Historically speaking, yes, there was a signaling system inside a coffin, but it didn't occur until the late 19th century. Count Michel de Kaniski, a chamberlain to the Tsar of Russia, uh, heard about this, uh, the, the idea of a girl nearly being buried alive, and so invented a system where it would ring a bell or uh, wave a flag above the coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we look at the actual origins of these expressions, dead ringer, which means that somebody looks the same, like a doppelganger. Oh. Like you and me, because yeah, basically right, we're the right, same right, person. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so like, um, you know, our waiter was a dead ringer for Chris Hemsworth, for uh-huh, example, uh-huh. or my car was a dead ringer for w- the one Leo DiCaprio drove in that movie. But in fact, it comes from horse racing uh, and from athletics, because a ringer is a slang for a lookalike horse or athlete that you substitute in a competition or sporting event. Uh, so uh, when we use this word ringer, we use it as a fraudulent swap. So a dead ringer is someone who's absolute, exact, completely, exactly the same. Mm. So that's where it comes from. It's a sporting or racing analogy. Interesting. Okay. In this context, we kind of uh, said it as you're kind of dead meat. But on the contrary, it's just a doppelganger.
Yeah, yeah, dead, dead, dead ringer. Yes, Saved by the Bell as well comes from boxing in the 19th century and Graveyard Shift also comes from the late 19th century uh, where it appeared in the New Albany Evening Tribune in a story about coal mining. It was dismal enough to be on the graveyard shift. Right. So sometimes these tall tales are, are not telling truthfully no. the secrets behind these expressions. Well, that's about it for Pardon My English. And it's the end of part three. We'll leave you with one more song. Here is A Boys Like Girls. With the great escape. Shopping cars. 